All right, we're here with our second podcast. I'm here with Kent, Marcus, and Anthony. We're going to be talking about happiness today. So, Kent, can I start off with you? Do you care? Okay, sure, yeah, go ahead. All right, um, what do you use to, like, gain happiness in life? What gives you happiness? I kind of talked about this with Anthony a little bit, but, like, I feel like right now I'm at a point where I'm a little bit too young to define happiness at my point in life. Like, the things that I would qualify as overall happiness are things that are to come later in life. So right now, the things that I find to make me happy are more so things that I just get enjoyment out of, like, hanging out with friends or, like, having a good relationship with my family and being good on good terms with them is more so what I feel is happiness at this point in time. But later on, I feel like it's things that are a little bit more big picture, like things that are like truly valuable. But I just, I'm just not at a point where I could obtain those things right now. So it's just kind of like, for me right now, it's just like living my life stress-free and like not, not worrying about things too much. Cause I feel like a lot of people get wrapped up in like the little things like pressures from their parents or from school or society in general. And like, they kind of gauge how their life is going based off of the things that are happening right now. But then again, you could completely fail at things right now, like in regards to school and stuff like that, and later on still find true happiness. So like I said, just to like reiterate, it's just like having a good time right now is what I find to define my happiness, which is kind of broad, but it's like still, I'm still so young. So it's just like the very general idea of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of at a point in your life where you can't quite define what happiness is to you yet until you're able to like look back and see oh this is what brought me true happiness I mean yeah I don't know about you guys but I, I don't know if I'm old enough to like Ken said truly you know realize what brings me you know real happiness instead of just you know these short-term pleasures because I mean that's what you're I mean that's what I've experienced basically I mean I don't know what true happy long-term happiness is you know exactly yeah, yeah. hopefully I will yeah later on definitely yeah. what about you Marcus yeah, I also feel like I'm at a point in my life where I've never experienced long-term happiness. Because, like, most of the things that we do as friends, like, in our daily lives are, like, short-term things. Like, we just, like, we hang out, we get food, we, I don't know, like, we just, like, live in the moment and don't really, like, worry about the future right now. But, like, eventually, like, our future will be built on, like, long-term stuff, like, relationships family like stable jobs and that kind of stuff yeah one thing that um we were talking about a little while ago or i brought up i can't remember if you guys um remember but it was kind of a a societal problem in which people in our generation especially uh derive happiness from what others think of them instead of being able to create happiness within themselves they have to um look elsewhere to get happiness you know whether it's how many likes they get how many comments they get um what a, what other people think of them you know they're they're unable to um find happiness within themselves and they have to resort to going to uh you know external forces and it's a very um i don't know there's just not much power within yourself to find happiness which is kind of a depressing thought for our generation just because you know that's going to lead to i mean depression's on the rise right now um among other mental illnesses and that leads to like I don't know you're not you're not able to find true happiness because you're relying so much on what others think of you and what others feel about you instead of truly being happy with yourself what do you think Anthony
No, I think that's 100% true. Like, we're at an age where it's, like, really hard for us to be happy with ourselves. So we look at, like, external stuff to bring us happiness. And, like, social media has a big part of it. And, like, even with myself, I always look towards others and, like, my friends and, like, just other people to, like, feel happy within myself. So I think it's very hard for me to, like, be happy on my own. So I just need people constantly lifting me up and, like... I don't know, that's where, like, my happiness comes from, just, like, other people. Do you think that's healthy? Are you trying to, like, steer away from that, or are you okay with that? Like, what, what's your take on that? Um, it's definitely not healthy at all, because, like, there's some days where, like, I won't talk to anybody, and, like, I just won't see anybody, and I'll feel really depressed, and, like, I don't know why, but then well, as soon as I go out and hang out with friends, like, I'm just happy out of nowhere, so it's just really bad that I'm really dependent on, like, other people to find happiness, which yeah. is, like, being happy with myself. Yeah, I think that was a good phrase you used, dependent. I think our generation is very dependent on others for them to feel happiness instead of, you know, being able to find it within themselves. Um, something else I wanted to talk about, which I think plays into happiness, is maintaining a balance in your life. I mean, if you are constantly doing something that brings you stress and not balancing it out with something that you take pleasure in, you know, I can't imagine you enjoy life much. What do you think, Marcus? Yeah, because I think we've all had moments throughout high school and, like, working where it's just been, like, way too much, like, homework and studying, and we haven't had, like, time to balance it out, and, like, it all just, like, it just, like, builds up and builds up and just, like, pushes you, like, over the edge at a certain point, and so, like, that's why it's important that, like, no matter what, like, well, you have to, like, keep a lot of things into consideration, like, if you have a lot of homework, you kind of have to do it, but have to like try and like make sure you can like take breaks in between or like go out for ice cream for a short little bit with friends it's like you gotta like like the things that keep you like happy and the things that you like have to do like you have to have the way to like keep them separate or else like you'll get way too like caught up into one end and like you need that balance for I think like success in life and happiness and stuff what do you do to keep a balance Ken? That's still something I'd say I'm struggling with because, like, I feel like a lot of the times I stray off on one end way too much, so there is there is no balance. So whether it be, like, you like say, say you just go super hard in school, mm-hmm. then it kind of takes away from your social life. Or if you socialize too much with friends, then vice versa, it takes away from your school life, and then you mm-hmm. don't succeed as much or you don't get to the places that you want to be at. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've I've never come to a point where I've been truly balanced, but what I've realized is that you have to have a mix of everything. So you could try hard in school, but then again, at the end of the day, the things that you're gonna look back upon and say like, wow, this is like what really made my life great or what, what brought me enjoyment are the things that you do with like your friends, or your family, it's not the schoolwork. But then again, you need to do the schoolwork in order to have a good future, quote unquote, or in order to, like, like I said, get to the places that you need to be. So I feel like right now I haven't found balance, but I've definitely realized that balancing your life is probably the most essential thing in order to obtain success and happiness yeah i agree i think balance is if not the most important one of the most important things um to maintain within your life in order to feel satisfied with yourself and you know be able to lead however you define a successful life i think you need balance in order to you know be able to identify what you deem as successful. I mean, I don't. I know I definitely, like you said, veer off, you know, one way or the other, kind right. of to extremes. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's 
social life or academics or sports or whatever it is, um, finding the balance, I think, is super important and yeah. will ultimately benefit you in the future instead of, you know, you constantly struggling. You know, you veer extreme one way, then you go extreme the other way, then extreme. I mean, that's got to be so mentally t- taxing. Right. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. That just seems like such a struggle. And throughout high school, that's the thing. I think everybody struggles with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're all at such a I mean fairly immature age that mm-hmm. uh, how do we know what true balance is and you know we that's why college is so interesting to me is because you no longer have your parents or um, you know someone older than you telling you this is how you need to balance your life you're left to your own devices you're left to balance your life for yourself you know in multiple ways right you know whether it's finances or you know social life or you know your your classes it's you know it's up to you to uh, right. to balance out your own lifestyle and to really come into the person you you feel you're supposed to be, and that to me is the scariest thing about college. You know, in general, is just mm-hmm. you know being able to find that balance by yourself because it's it's a trial by fire. You know, either yeah. you're gonna you're gonna do great or you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you, did, you know, and you may define doing great um, differently than other people, but so long as you are able to feel great about yourself, I think that's the most important part and unless you have that balance and you know you're able to maintain that i don't think you're ever going to be able to feel great about yourself because you'll always feel like you're missing out on the other half you know what i mean yeah if you're just veering from uh one extreme to the other uh marcus what do you think um living life to the fullest means what's your what's your definition of that that's a tough question because like Living life to the fullest is something that I think everyone wants to do at some point in their life. Like, most people don't have, like, the money or resources to, like, really do, like, everything they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think any of us will really do everything that we've always wanted to do, but... I guess, like, living life to the fullest would probably be, like, living your normal life, but, like, pursuing every opportunity you get and, like, just making the most out of it, like making good relationships, doing what makes you happy, like, taking your, like, what you're giving and making the best out of it. That's what I think living life to the fullest is. What about you, Anthony? I completely agree. I think it's just, like, taking out every opportunity you get. And I think living life to the fullest is just, like, it's just a life full of happiness where you're just so, like, content with everything going on. And you're just, like, honestly just living, a, like, a great life, having a good time. There's very few things stressing you out not really too like worried or like sad about anything so i mean i think it's just a life full of happiness what about you kent do you think that uh you know what living life to the fullest feels like i definitely don't know what it feels like but i feel like in general people stereotypically think of living life to the fullest as like it's like traveling or like hanging out with your friends just always doing something but then again living life to the fullest encompasses like every part of your uh, every part of your life so I feel like a lot of the things that I do, like I have a good time, I hang out with friends, I have a good relationship with my family, and that way my life is full. But then again, living life to the fullest would also extend to the fact that you're taking advantage of your full potential, and that's something that I definitely haven't done, especially academically. So it is good to travel and do all these other things that would stereotypically bring people happiness, but then again, you also have to go out and try in school, you have to secure what you deem as like a good job or a good career, and like be like financially stable and all that and then at that point I feel like you could say you're 
living your life to the fullest, truly taking advantage of like all your capabilities as a person and not just limiting yourself to having a good time. Okay. Um, do you guys think our society is structured in a way that will allow people to live life to their fullest? Anybody can answer. You don't think so? Why not, Marcus? Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Go ahead, Marcus. Go first. Well, I just feel like to live life to the fullest, you kind of have to, like, go beyond the boundaries of what, like, society thinks is reasonable or legal, for instance. Like, living life to the fullest, that can mean, like, driving 200 miles per hour on the highway or, like, I don't know, robbing a bank, you mean, like, doing something crazy that no one else can do like pushing the limits and stuff so like i feel like people try and stray like away from that like society does because like those people like they're not contributing back to society really mm. so you think like, that like the normalcy that society imposes is keeping people from living life to the fullest yeah in a certain way yeah i think they're kind of directing them towards a more like stable and controlled life where they're like they have a consistent routine they go to work they pay taxes raise the family mm-hmm. I, I think guess. that also ties back into the maintaining a balance thing though because I mean if everybody were to just live you know as extreme as you know, as they wanted I mean you know, where does the order go it's just kind of chaos at that point right mm-hmm. Yeah. so I, I think you need some type of structure which I guess society provides but I mean of course at times it can be you know imposing and it can restrict you from doing from robbing a bank for instance or something like that but um, I think it's also uh, somewhat of a necessary evil because if people did, you know, live on the edge all the time, I mean, what type of society would we have? We'd, I mean, the death rate would be much higher, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know if that's yeah. you know, 100% true, but, you know, ju- that's just one example of, you know, a potential negative result of, uh, you know, living life to the fullest. So I think it can be, you know, people... I think the the ultimate dream is to live life to the fullest. And at the end of the day, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you're going to be able to look back and think, wow, you know, like, I've lived an amazing life. You know, I have no regrets. I've done everything I've wanted to do. You know, I'm ready. You know what I mean? And I think that's the, I mean, for me at least, that's the dream is to just look back on your life and just feel so content and satisfied with the relationships you've built, with the experiences you've had, with the people around you that you are at a point where you are you're you're ready you know what i mean so i don't know that that to me is the ultimate dream but how to get there i mean like ken said at the start of this i'm i'm far too young to know you know what steps i need to take you know in retrospect you know everything looks clear but going forward it's you know you're not quite sure you're going through a jungle so yeah anthony you look like you wanted to say something halfway through that yeah okay because like, I was thinking, and I think it's, like, really hard to live life to the fullest, I think, because we have so many, prior, like, different types of, like, priorities, and, like, we have things like work and, like, all this other stuff that we need to get accomplished to, like, be, like, successful in this society, so I think, like, with that, there's so many, like, good opportunities that are taken away and that we can't take to live life to the fullest, so I think that a lot of people, like, when they're about to die, like, they're on their bed, they're looking back, they're like, yeah, I had an amazing life. But I think everybody wished they did more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always that that feeling of, I could have, you know, I should have, um, you know, looking back on it. But that's, you know, retrospect. You're going to look back and think, oh, I mean, I'm sure you've all experienced that at some point. I'm sure everybody has at some point looking back and thinking, 
you know, I should have taken that job or, you know, I shouldn't have said that, you know, or I should have kept in touch with that person, you know, whatever it is, there's always going to be regrets. And I think that's part of life. And I, like, like I said, it's idealistic to assume that, you know, you're going to die having no regrets. You know, everybody's got regrets, you know, however old you are, you've got regrets. So Um, like with that, do you think anyone can really live life to the fullest if everyone's going to die and like have regrets and stuff? To be honest, I think living life to the fullest is personally defined, obviously. Mm. Um, I don't think there's a, a standard definition of living life to the fullest because yeah. everybody's got individual interests and, you know, every person's their own person. So I don't think it's, you, you can put a, a standardized label on what living life to the fullest is. But at the same time, I don't know if it's truly possible. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to fool myself and say I'm old enough to even, you know, venture a guess, but there's just so much in the way, you know, life happens, you know, there's just so much you have to take care of that, you know, impede you from truly living life to the fullest, however you define it, you know, something comes up, life happens, like I said, so I think living life to the fullest is idealistic, and maybe a great fantasy, but at the end of the day, I think it is just a fantasy. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now, I think it's just something like, it's just a fantasy right now. Yeah. What do you guys think, um, keeps people from being truly happy oh, there's so many things yeah, yeah there are things. a lot you go on for hours about this yeah, well, I makes think, people unhappy I think a big one for a lot of people um, are the expectations of their parents like what they want them to be when they grow up do you yeah, think maybe. it's fair of parents to impose those expectations I mean you, you have to imagine they're coming from a place of you know attempted understanding or if, if not understanding, they want the best for their kid. I mean, I think that's what every parent wants is ultimately they want their kid to succeed. And the problem is they have a different definition of success than that person does, but they're trying to impose their definition of success on that person. So, yeah, and I, I agree with you, Marcus. I think expectations of parents are a huge thing. What about you, Kent? Do you think there's, do you feel like there's one particular thing or a few things that like impede society as a whole or, you know, a select group of people from truly achieving happiness? Mm, I think a lot of it is, especially with like our age is wanting to fit in. So like everybody wants to do what other people are doing. And then like, I mean, I guess you could like, you could say the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Like you always want some that something that you don't have, or you always want something that somebody else has. Mm-hmm. And you never realize that what you have right now could, or like it's, it's possibly like the best thing for you. Right? Like, you could be doing doing something right now totally different than everybody else. You could be a completely different piece of society. And you may think that like just because you're not doing what everybody else is doing that you're not contributing to society or not you're not part of the the latest fad or whatever it is and therefore you're not you're not happy whatsoever. But then again, like you could look at it just like everything else. It's all retrospective. Like you could look back on it and say, "Well, I was being a unique individual or what I did back then led me to this point." And it's just something that we never realize in the moment. So like we're just too caught up on doing what everybody else is doing, like I said, and it's, it just holds us back a lot of the time. We're never, like, we're never happy with just doing us, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we always have to be doing something as a group or something like that. Yeah, and I think the last podcast, um, I talked about social media, and I think that plays, I mean, especially in our current age, it plays so much into, you know, it's one of those external forces that people derive happiness from. You know, the it's literally quantifying the opinions of others, whether it's likes or comments or whatever it is like that's a number and people are you know happy or not based on a number 
what do you guys think social media's effect is on on overall happiness you know is it is it positive is it negative you know what are what are the effects on this generation i think it's definitely negative like there's never a time where i felt completely like just happy off of something that was happening on social media like i was always concerned about how many likes i was going to get how many people were like we're going to comment and all that and it only like dragged me down and i've never felt like that happy off of like social media but that's just me but like then again i care a lot about like what how people view me and stuff like i try to maintain this image and like i don't know sometimes i just portray like a certain character just to like feel happiness just so people like will say oh like comment on my outfit or like say i look really good or i don't know just like little things like that to try to make me feel like a tiny bit of joy mm-hmm. yeah and i think that people who say that they don't care what others think of them i mean they're lying and in, in my opinion at least like i've never met somebody who's i mean given i've never you know haven't met everybody in the world but from my limited experience of 18 years it's it's been my uh view that the people who say that are usually the people who care the most. You know, I don't I don't care what other people think. They're trying to convince themselves of that. And I think that in my opinion that's what's keeping them from happiness. I think if they, you know, just identify that they care what other people think and I mean that's okay. You know, everybody like we're built to care what other people think. You know what I mean? Especially with the implementation of um the internet and social media and stuff like that. I mean just in recent years you know, somewhat recent at least. I mean, our generation and the generation before us are really the, f- are the generation after us, is what I meant to say, um, are really the first generations growing up with social media, you know, already intact. You know, it wasn't a, a new thing that came up that people thought was just going to be a fad. Like, it's been ingrained into us as part of our, uh, of part of our lives. And I think for the foreseeable future, it will continue to be, if not more than it already is a part of our lives and i don't know i what do you think marcus what do you what do you think uh social media's effects on happiness are well nowadays it kind of seems like like being active on social media on like instagram or snapchat or whatever it's kind of like having a job because you're always like trying to look like make yourself look good or like cool or whatever and you always want like the people who like watch your stories or like your pictures or like they like you want them to look at you in a way that, like, makes them feel like, ooh, this is a cool guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's, like, a lot of pressure, like, when we're on social media for us to look a certain way. And so, like, I feel like no one truly acts like themselves on social media. And, like, other people get, like, the wrong image of you or, like, think you're a certain way, but, like, you're just not. It's kind of, like, it's all, like, a big kind of, like, trick or something for, like, to make people like you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think acting, like, putting on a mask or something like that, like, yeah. it can never really give you true happiness because it's not really who you are, and, you know, yeah, on the inside. Yeah. So, you know, how can acting like somebody you're not bring you happiness? Yeah. I don't know. That just doesn't add up to me. I think you'll, like, only really find true happiness when, like, you're with the people, like, you should be around, you know, not, like, the people you want to be around. Because, like, when you're yourself, that's how you're going to, like, find the people like who want to be around you too and like who you're going to form your like close relationships with that's good thought damn what about you Kent do you have any thoughts on uh, social media and how it affects happiness whether it's personal or otherwise 
I think first off, social media. I'd much rather live in a generation with social media than without, just because it's opened up so many doors in regards to like networking and stuff like that, and also just communication amongst friends and family and stuff like that. Like it's just a lot easier, and I feel like a lot of the older older generations criticize it for not not bringing about like face to face conversation anymore, like taking away from that and stuff like that. And then also like you guys say, it's just a bunch of falsified images portrayed through social media. But then again, social media's intent was never to bring people happiness. It wasn't like a platform used to say, okay, we're gonna bring enjoyment to these people's lives, people's lives through this platform. It was more so just a way, like I said, to get people to network. It was just an easier way for people to talk to one another and like to express themselves. So a lot of the, the flaws with social media just come from how people use it. So like we base our image of, of one another upon what we post on social media. So it's not just your fault. like. I can understand the, the, the craving to get a lot of likes and a lot of comments, but then again, when you post something on social media, on the other on the other end, it shouldn't be judged by others. So like you could post whatever you want and then people shouldn't look at that as like, oh, this is, this is who Anthony is because this is what he posts on social media. It should be taken a little bit more like lighthearted and like, he's just posting this for fun. Yeah, he liked his fit or whatever it exactly. was, so he posted about it. Exactly, but people never understand that. They're just far too judgmental, and that's where I feel like it's gone out of control. But social media in itself, what it was intended to do, I think is a really positive thing, and that's why I'd rather live in a, in a society with it than without it. Yeah, I was talking with Anthony earlier about um, judgment and how our society has become... I mean, we already were judgmental, but if you know, with the implementation of internet and social media, we're able to have an opinion on so many more topics and I think overall have become much more judgmental. I mean, I can't say for sure because I wasn't alive beforehand. But, I mean, to me it seems, you know, everybody's judgmental, whether or not you yeah. truly say you are or admit that. Mm -hmm. I think you are judgmental and I think that can play a, a role in your own... I mean, I think maybe it's a reflection on how happy you are, you know? If, I think if you right. are truly happy with yourself you are happy to see others happy. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like that That to me is one of the best feelings in the world is like, you know, you tell someone a joke and they laugh. You know yeah. what I mean? Or whatever mm -hmm. that is. Like getting somebody to laugh and to share that moment with you, right. like it's such a, a warm, all-encompassing feeling mm -hmm. because that is, you just, you just created a memory of pure good, right? right. Yeah. With that person. Mm -hmm. And you've shared that experience with somebody and I think that's super special. And that shared happiness right there is... I mean, in my opinion, the best feeling in the world. Right. Yeah, that's where, like, a lot of my happiness comes from. Like, just hanging out with friends and, like, cracking jokes and stuff. I feel like that's when I really, like, can look back and be like, yeah, like, I felt really happy in that moment. Like, I said something to cause this reaction and to, like, make people laugh and stuff. So, like, like the best days I've ever had, like, I look back and it's just, like, a day where it's just full of laughter and, like, just full of good times. So, I think everyone finds, like happiness in different things but like mine is definitely through like comedy and like laughter and stuff mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's why comedy is so popular right because right. <laughs> it elicits laughter which is a sign of happiness yeah um one of the things i wanted to talk about was net happiness and i talked about this with you guys last night and um net happiness i mean i i, I view it as you know putting what you enjoy doing in one hand and what you don't enjoy or what you not necessarily don't enjoy, but anything other than stuff you enjoy in the other hand and balancing it out and seeing, you know, what side's heavier, you know, kind of putting both on a scale and seeing, you know, am I 
net positive? Am I net negative? You know, where, where, where do I stand in terms of how happy I am? And I've done a, a lot of reflecting lately on um, what makes me happy, truly. And at least what my current definition of true happiness is. You know, whatever I um, feel is, you know, creating that for me. Um, and trying to balance that out. And, you know, seeing, is that outweighing the stuff that, you know, I just kind of push through and, you know, get over with? Or is it, you know, being overpowered by, um, you know, the other stuff in my life? What What do you guys think? Do you think, Marcus, what do you think? Do you think uh, you are net positive in terms of happiness? Mm, yeah, I do think I am, actually. I think I wasn't for, like, a lot of high school. Like, I just try to focus on, like, school and soccer, and that was, like, pretty much my entire first three years of high school, but senior year, like, I decided to quit, and I just wanted to, like, one year just try and have fun the entire year, like, keep on my grades good enough, like, do my college apps, but really try and make the most out of it, just, like, make a year I can remember, and, like, even after the school year ended, like, or, like, I had a really good year, and that, like, kept, like, I kept, like, it kept up the momentum for me to, like, continue on that mindset, and I've, like, I've been having, like, a really good summer so far, and I'm really excited for college and stuff, so I'd say I'm pretty net positive happy. What about you, Anthony? <laughs> like, without a doubt, like, I didn't even really have to think about it much, but I'm, like, definitely net negative, and it's not, like, a bad thing or anything, because, you know, people are, like, living different lives, people are, like, going through different problems and stuff right now, but, like, I'll sit down like for a little bit and I'll like just reflect on life and stuff and then I'll realize that like there's a lot of things that are bothering me right now there's a lot of things making me sad and there's just like so much going on so like I definitely think I'm that negative right now hmm. what about you Ken? um I don't know I don't really do too much reflecting because like in the past when I've done that it's definitely like brought me back and then I just think about all the things that have gone wrong in the past mm-hmm. and then I portray that as like what's what's going on now but those those are like I said things of the past so they're not to be worried about anymore Mm -hmm. so like like Marcus was talking about senior year was kind of my year to just like not really care anymore and just like kind of just do whatever I wanted to do and go to things that made me happy and made me like just enjoy life so man I guess based upon that I am overall net happy but then again I've never weighed the negatives just because I don't like looking back on things like that just because I don't really see a point in like thinking about the things that make me unhappy because like at the end of the day they're they're probably just really minuscule things that are that aren't going to play a huge part in my life later on so I mean there's there's really not too much thought that goes into that it's just kind of me having a good time and then based upon that I'd say I'm pretty happy nice okay yeah um, I think, I mean, I don't, I know I not necessarily reflect on the past so much because it's already happened. I mean, I'll reflect on it to, you know, draw upon for experiences in the future, but I don't think I'll, I spend a whole lot of time, you know, looking back and really, you know, diving deep into, you know, past mistakes. I think that's a rabbit hole that you can get, you know, tossed down very quickly. And that just, it just leads to kind of a, a depressed mindset, you know, focusing specifically on what you've done wrong in the past. Right. But I think, like, I, I reflect on, like, you know, what I'm going to do progressing forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's just foresight, you know, planning, you know, mm-hmm. having, a, having a good head on your shoulders, figuring out, you know, what you want to do, what steps need to be taken to get there, 
but you know having fun along the way you know and understanding that the balance that you maintain if any at all is um gonna bring you happiness you know being able to identify what does bring you happiness and that's why i reflect you know is, is to identify what does bring me happiness you know what i mean and i think that's the the for me at least the main purpose of reflection is to you know find out you know is this something i i truly want is this something i truly um you know take pleasure from or is this something that i'm just i just tell myself is you know giving me happiness which is i mean i found you know throughout high school has been you know a lot of things i thought made me happy it turns out you know not so much you know when when compared to other things all of a sudden i'm like i thought this was true happiness but little did i know you know i was just kind of kind of settling you know what i mean when i when when there's this other opportunity in front of me that i didn't even think about and that all of a sudden that is you know what brings me happiness instead of um you know what i had initially thought and i think that's really important going through you know life is you know constantly you know reassessing and thinking you know checking in with yourself right because i think i don't think our generation does that enough is like you know reflect and just like stop for a second because i think it's just you know go 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 you know especially in high school you know college is on everybody's mind i mean it's starting younger like you know all of a sudden fresh like my freshman year we didn't really talk about college much at least not not in my friend group and you know college was kind of an, an afterthought it wasn't it wasn't something so on the horizon you know it still seemed like four years away so why stress about it now you know but i mean you get into sophomore year all of a sudden it's you know your grades matter you know you get into junior year you know college apps are being sent out you know it becomes a much more stressful thing so i think you know checking back in with yourself and reassessing and seeing okay hold on why am i participating in you know six clubs and two different sports teams you know when none of them are really bringing me true happiness right why why would i why not you know really spend time you know narrowing down and finding something that truly you know makes me happy and feel satisfied at the end of the day and you know i go home and you know when i'm getting into bed at night i feel good and you know if i'm tired it's because i've been out doing something that i absolutely enjoyed instead of you know feeling exhausted because i've been you know out all day you know just pushing through you know something that doesn't bring me pleasure at all it just you know they're two very different feelings to me at least i don't know if you guys experience the same thing but it seems that you know at the end of the day i'm very i'm able to tell you know okay how 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 was that activity how did it impact me right you know did I, did I did I truly enjoy it? If so, great. Do it again. You know, if I didn't then you know, find find a way to to you know, enjoy something that you weren't before. You know, whether it's you know, okay, you have to clean your room or something like that. So you invite a friend over to, you know, to just talk with you while you clean your room or whatever it is. Or you know, you watch Netflix while you clean your room. Mm-hmm. Um or at your job or something like that. You know, your friends working with you, you know. So you're able to take enjoyment out of that. You know, you're able to, I think it's just the, the narrative you tell yourself, to be honest. is, And I feel like that narrative has become so negative um, in recent years. You know, people are so, there's just this like victim mentality that people are so quick to adapt or adopt. And it's, it's overall hurtful, you know, to yourself, to others, I think, is because, you know, you're not, you're not focused on happiness. You're focused on maintaining this, you know, oh, bad things keep happening to me. And, you know, it's like all these external forces are 
pushing you through life instead of you, you know, walking your own path. And I think when you realize that it's up to you, you know what I mean? And it's, that's the big awakening I think college brings is that this is really your life now. Like your happiness is going to come from yourself and yourself putting your, putting you in situations where you're going to feel happy, whether that's spending time with your friends, traveling, whatever it is. You know, it's going to be up to you to put yourself in those situations to find happiness. You're not going to have your mom to take you to, you know, play dates or whatever to hang out with your friends. Um, you know, you're not going to have your teachers helping you out on a project because, you know, they kind of feel bad for you. It's going to be yourself putting in the work to and, and realizing that the end result will bring you happiness. You know, I think a lot of, you know, happiness is people identify it as, you know, these short term impulsy type things. You know, I want this right now. It'll bring me happiness right now. But the harder goal to realize is, you know, down the line, you know, this job, like, you know, it's it's a good job, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not too psyched about it, but the end goal is worth it. You know, I'm looking for that promotion to get to that position that I really want and I think will be good for me, you know, and will bring me happiness. So you put your head down, you know, you work, and I think that that... I mean, to me, is so rewarding when you're able to look back and see your hard work laid out in front of you and being rewarded for it, you know? And that's when I think, I feel I achieve, you know, true happiness is you put in the work and you are able to see the results happening and you're just like, wow, I did that. You know what I mean? Like that. that's when, that's some of the moments I'm most happy is when you're able to just look back and think, that was me, you know what I mean? I got that job or, you know, I crushed that test whatever it was, but that was because I studied. And although, of course, nobody likes to study, but was the end result worth it? Did it bring you happiness? In my experience, yeah, you know? So, in, you know, I, then there's also those experiences where instead of studying, you went out and hung out with friends and you suffered the consequences later because you didn't get the A on the test. Instead, you got the C. Okay, you have to kind of, that's where I reflect and reevaluate and say, okay, listen, that short-term happiness, did that outweigh the loss of that potential long-term happiness? In my, in my experience, the answer has been no. That, that long-term reward has always outweighed that short-term benefit. What do you guys think? Do you, Marcus, what do you think? Do you think that, uh, how, how, how do you live your life? Do you live it on the, you know, looking long-term or is it uh, more short-term oriented? Well, for well, most of my life it was short term, uh, short term oriented, um, but now that you know we're going off to college and you know um, for those of us who are eighteen here, you know like when I turned eighteen, I started having to do a bunch of stuff like filling out tax forms and like opening up bank accounts and stuff, and like I'm starting like my mom's making me start already like investing and I have a retirement account and stuff, and like yeah like. Now we're actually adults. We have to start thinking long-term about stuff. Like, our work is going to be our life um, when we're older. So, you know, we got to try and find something we're interested in and that we think will make us happy and that we can excel, like, excel in and do really good in. And so I just think, like, the long-term stuff that comes with adulthood, like, if you do it right, like, your relationships... And, like, you put, like, the hard work in for your work, for, like, what you love doing. Like, it's going to bring you, like, a lifetime of happiness that you will never regret. 
there's the um, time-tested question. Money, does money buy you happiness? And um, I, I, don't, I don't know that I have a uh, personal opinion on it, but I kind of wanted to get your guys' take on what you think. I mean, none of us really have a whole lot of money at our disposal right now, <laughs> so I don't know that we can, you know, truly answer the question to its fullest extent. But from our limited experience, do you guys think that money buys you happiness? Or, it, you know, if you're not want, willing to drop on your, willing, your uh, personal experience, then, you know, looking long-term, do you think that money could buy you happiness in the future? Such a hard question, because having money, like, unlimited amounts of money, it can definitely bring you, like, a lot of happy times. Because you can do everything you want. You don't have to worry about a job. You don't have to worry about, like, all these things that, like, everyday people worry about. You can travel and do anything you want. You're, like, living the life. But I think that's, like, short-term happiness. Because, like, after a while, it just gets old and you're, like, looking for something new in your life. So, I mean, I think it can definitely bring you happiness for a bit. But it won't be, like, everlasting happiness. Yeah. What about you, Ken? Um... I 100% think that to a certain degree, just like everything else, money does bring you happiness. But I think it's only to the point where you're financially stable or more so financially comfortable. So I think that every, not everybody should, but like money does bring you happiness to the point where like, okay, I don't have to worry about paying this bill. I don't have to worry about putting food on the table. I can get this car if I want it or like I can go out and go and travel with my family and whatever whatever you choose to do. But I think beyond that point, money is just like an extra thing. Like a lot of the people who are multi-millionaires or whatever, and they have no clue what to do with the extra money. They just result to doing things like throwing massive parties, buying like unlimited cars, buying all this jewelry. And then at the end of the day, they get over it and they're just like, okay, well, what's next? And they're always hunting for something new. Whereas if your money's a little bit more limited, but still to the point where you're financially comfortable or stable, it's more like, okay, well, I'm going to have to work to get this. It's not just like this this mindless spending of money, which I think causes a lot of problems for people. So money does does bring happiness to a certain extent, but not in the way that people feel it does. It's not like, okay, I'm going to buy this, this Gucci coat right here and I'm going to be set for the rest of my life because I'm going to be so stoked about it. It's more <laughs> like I'm able to pay bills and like support my family through this money. And that's like those. Those are the things that that'll that'll bring you enjoyment. The true s- things of substance, not the, not the the materialistic things, as people like to talk about. Our um, generation is so money focused. I mean, I mean, they have of course been before, but I think it's only increasing now as people. You know, the job market's getting oversaturated. Um, you know, money's become such a. I mean, it's always been something to be sought after, but people now, I think, crave it and are willing to put it above even themselves. You know what I mean? And, I mean, we have this kind of, I mean, if you look specifically at the music industry, we have, you know, rappers, you know, who are on the come up, right? I think rap is the highest selling genre of music now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a huge portion of the rap industry is about you know flexing your cash and what type of car do you drive which what shoes are you wearing you know what what uh what clothes do you have on you know stuff like that it's a lot about like flexing and clout and stuff like that and i think that that gives the wrong impression to you know people who listen to that music and i'm not saying everybody who listens to that music automatically assumes that oh i need to wear you know 
the newest Supreme jacket to feel good about myself. Right. But I think that that it's it's so materialistic, and I don't think, I mean, uh, like like you said, Kent, to a certain extent, um, you know, money will bring you happiness because you'll be able to live a comfortable life and not have to stress about, you know, getting food on the table. Right. But the materialistic aspect of life won't bring you the happiness I think a lot of people are looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people are looking for that, you know, lifelong happiness like you were talking about, Marcus, like truly, you know, experiencing something that you love and holding on to that and, you know, being able to do that every day, you know. But instead, there's this uh, heavy focus on materialistic things, you know, right? cars, houses, stuff like that. You know, it's like, is that is that car really... You know, does it really mean that? I mean, if that's what truly brings you happiness, if you love collecting cars and that's your passion, okay, right. then, you know, that's you. But that's not, that's no longer based on the materialistic, you know, aspect of the car. It's the act of collecting cars right. that, that you derive happiness from, you know, like, let's say you do it with your friend or something like that. You know, that experience with your friend is what brings you the happiness, not necessarily the, the buying of, or having a, a car in your possession, um, we're almost up on time, so we're going to wrap up here in a, in a few minutes. Do you guys have any last thoughts on happiness overall, on its impact in society, anything um, like that? Yeah, I have one thing to say about the money and happiness thing. Go ahead. So if I'm just, like, thinking back to, like, the best parts of my life and the worst parts of my life, like, money was never a factor in it, and it was always about, like, the people who I cared about the most and, like, what was happening to them. So I think, like, money, I think money can make you happiness or can make you happier, like, up to a certain extent, like Ken said, but, like, I don't think it can, like, give you a life of happiness. Like, I think you'll have to turn to, like, work in relationships to find that. Yeah, for sure. you have anything else, Anthony, that you want to say before we finish up? Um, okay, so, like, we just got out of high school. We're in summer right now. But, like, looking down the road, we're about to enter, like, four years of college and stuff. Are you guys scared that your, like, happiness will, like, slowly, like, deteriorate? Because I feel like as school starts to come up, we're going to start prioritizing, like, our work and, like, school so we can get to that end goal that we want. So I feel like a lot of us are going to start pushing our happiness aside in order to reach, like, the point where we want to be at in life. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely scary. And that's where, I mean, I'll throw it back to, you know, kind of where we started, where it was uh, maintaining a balance. Because I think that's where it's becoming so important to realize what that balance is and be able to consistently maintain that, you know? And I think if that's achieved, I know for me personally, if I'm able to achieve balance, I'll be happy because I'll feel like I'm succeeding um, academically. Um, I have great friends, you know, I feel connected. I have deep relationships with people. Uh, You know, that's what's gonna bring me happiness. And hopefully I'll be able to, you know, achieve that I I don't know I can't say for sure but I think I I definitely can't overlook the importance of maintaining happiness because that's what keeps you going right I mean that's what makes you wake up and get out of bed every day is you know there's something to look forward to you know that's for me at least it's there's you know whether I mean I, I know when I wake up in the morning I'm not looking forward to work but I'm gonna get through it so that I can you know go hang out with friends afterwards because that's what I'm looking forward to and that's what's gonna bring me happiness what about you, Ken? Anything else to add? Um, 
to answer Anthony's question, I wouldn't say I'm scared that I'm going to like lose my sense of happiness or fulfillment in life, but I'm more so like, I'm just concerned that I'm going to forget to prioritize the things that will benefit me long term because I definitely feel like the past year has been me just, can I cuss? Yeah. Doing like literally like whatever the fuck I want. Just like <laughs> not thinking about anything, not thinking about consequences, not thinking about my future, just literally doing whatever I want to do. So I feel like my mindset is so geared to doing that that I'm going to forget like, okay, I need to kind of dig deep right now and try a little bit in college so that later on I can live this this life that I want to live and I can support my family or whatever whatever the case may be. But I think I'm still going to have a good time. I'm going to I'm going to find time to like hang out with friends and maybe like since a lot of my the homies are going off to college or whatever, I won't see them as much. Maybe I'll learn to prioritize hanging out with my mom or my sister. So I feel like it's it's going to be a good change. It's going it's just going to be a little bit awkward, but there still will be like a, a sense of fulfillment throughout that 100%. You have anything, Marcus, or you about gas? Um, no, I'm what like Anthony Anthony's question was about. I'm I'm actually really excited for college. Like, I think like for the first time in my life, I'm actually gonna be like studying something I'm actually interested in. And I think for me, like, I'll want to work harder at school and like pri- like prioritize it more than I did the last four years of my life, but. I think I'll have a lot of fun doing that and I think I'll be able to like mix it with like hanging out with friends and you know having a good college like experience and stuff but like I think like it will be like you know a big transition and so like I'm worried about like my initial like happiness when I go there but I think like it'll work out really good and it'll be a positive experience to look back on yeah all right uh that about wraps up our podcast on happiness thank you kent marcus and anthony for joining me today thank you for having us of course